0: Good morning, Morning. Millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. It is Inauguration Day here in America, but more importantly, it is Hump Hump Day. Day. And Thea was here to, you know, celebrate alongside me.
2: And to let us, you know, get out our hump day frustrations on him by humping him. I know. It's such, it's so, it's always nice when it's hump day, obviously. Of course. But the fact that it's a short week just continues to pay off and surprise and delight Mm -hmm. and it's just so fabulous i hope everyone is enjoying their short week yeah no i definitely
0: am even though like not to be annoying but like, it could could be 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 shorter it could be a little shorter (laughs) just like a little let's trim off that friday two three days like it could definitely be shorter let's trim off the friday um it is a wednesday though and the news is just cycling about lots of bachelor we have a lot to talk about today we have dear toasters We have Cameron Westcott interview at the end of the episode, which is just iconic, beautiful, stunning, and smart. She's a queen, which we'll also be recapping Real Housewives of Dallas before that. Um, So just like stay
2: tuned for an adventure. Stay tuned for an adventure. Also, today's a big day for me because I'm getting my hair cut today. You are? Uh, Yeah. What are you doing? I'm just doing like... Cut off all the split ends, like, and dead ends. People, like, comment on my Instagram telling me, like, my ends look split. Like, it's so fucking rude. That's but, so hurtful. It's so hurtful, but they're not wrong. Uh, but also, it's a testament to the type of camera you're using because it's obviously so high quality. How a are people hundred- seeing your split ends on Instagram? A hundred percent. So I'm getting, like, a trim of all the dead ends, and then I'm also going to do a lot of layers. But, you know, the decision hasn't been made yet. Like, convince me otherwise. Convince me to do an Ana de Armas no, I will,
0: I will... I mean, I love do you. you. Do I would you never to, do that.
2: Do you want a petition for any sort of
0: haircut for me? You know, I was a really, really big champion and lobbyist of your um, bob. hmm And I wanted you to bring it back for so many years. But I think I've actually sat on it long enough, and, and I'm glad you didn't do it, because I don't think it's the right cut for you right now. I think you're, you're not there yet.
2: Yeah. No, I'm not there yet. I will go back to the bob life But at I some would point. love
0: something drastic, like uh, a shoulder too. length.
2: Me too. Like a curtain bank. <laughs> No, I, don't I, I don't. No, that's just not my vibe whatsoever. And it looks good on Margot. Well, let Snitch have her moment. Yeah, but I, I don't. I don't hate the idea of doing something major. I know. So I'm. I really am just gonna like sit back. I'm gonna give a, an idea of what I'm looking for, but also say, do what you think is best. Yeah. No. You know. Like what? I want to walk out with something that I didn't expect, which is never what you want from a haircut, but just goes to show how bored we all are.
0: Yeah. But like, I have a lot of post traumatic stress disorder from haircuts of you know of lives past. And I now always go into a haircut with like very specific instructions. I don't want to leave here crying and I don't want to lie and say, I like it. When I actually go home and cry.
2: But me too. But just like I want to look at something different in the mirror every day. Like that's yeah. how much I'm just craving a change. You yeah, know, your hair is really long. You're getting to like the mole woman phase. Yeah. And that's when it's time. So I'm really excited because <laughs> I don't even like really style it for the show anymore. I just like put it behind my ears or put it in a bun. So I'm excited to have like an actual haircut and not just hair.
0: No, that's crazy.
2: Yeah. So that's really exciting. And other than that, I went to the dentist yesterday. All good. All good, which was really surprising because I was having some pain. But Oh, and then we
0: recorded a fabulous Patreon So that you could check out at patreon.com slash morning toast a little Q&A new year new questions new us
2: yes very good stuff people are asking some good questions oh my legs
0: are sore I'm like I've been finding new ways to sit on this couch that like make my boots look cool you know
2: what our boots looked so cool yesterday both of us so
0: I am recreating my position from yesterday and it's really not comfortable yeah but you know beauty is pain I know but just like being this beautiful all the time it's a lot of work and it's a lot of pain and being not only this beautiful but also a published author in T minus six days girl with no job the crazy beautiful life of an Instagram thirst monster now available for pre-order at Anywhere they sell books, eBooks, audio books, and hardcover books. Um, I read a little excerpt on the toast yesterday. Did so you get any
2: feedback? Was like Maverick coming out of the woodwork, being like, Claudia, well, I loved you back." A
0: bunch of people, like who I know personally, who listen to the toast, they're like, "Who's Maverick?" I changed a lot of people's name in the book just because, like, I did not want those phone calls, like, to, or text messages coming of in for people. Um, and also,
2: it's like still like your first love. Like, you don't want it's personal. No, and it's
0: and I've actually spoken about him like uh, many times on the toast. And if you wanted to, you could literally find out his name. But I also really like that, like on the first page. Um, like where it has like the copyright information it also says some names and identifying details have been changed to protect the privacy of individuals like what did i write a thriller
2: <laughs> Yeah, it's thrilling yes and maverick the love story
0: um so like i would be open to reading another excerpt if you were open to it oh
2: sure i need Do you time choose to choose my coffee now that this is my first coffee of the day year i actually don't like have enough coffee before the show starts so yes i'll choose a page 31. hmm
0: any reason, oh, and I opened to page 32. That's a good sign.
2: That is a good sign. I don't know what the sign
0: is, but this is chapter one, you know, all about um, our childhood. <clears throat> oh,
2: this is good. Okay.
0: So obviously as a child, I was like, very, you know, loud, love to sing. Nuts. Jackie can attack. Nuts
2: would be the word. So you would think
0: my love of performing and captivating audiences would be persuasive, but I made the decision early on not to get into musical theater during high school. Even though I knew I could sing better than half those snot-nosed kids, I didn't want to be associated with the stigma of being a drama kid, which is ironic because if you think about it, that's exactly who I was, a dramatic kid. But I'd seen Mean Girls one too many times and thought that I couldn't be popular while also following my passion for singing. As I'd learned from the fictional halls of constant Billard School for girls, and North Shore High you couldn't be a drama geek and a popular kid it was an antiquated view of high school but it was what I genuinely believed I cared more about being well liked than anything else at one point I did join choir for half a second but I dropped out immediately because it was so lame plus I really struggled to be a part of an ensemble choir I was a soloist through and through so when I I didn't get the first solo I bailed
2: thank you Claudia, that's beautiful. Thank you so
0: much. Available at GirlThroughNoJob But also,
2: what you just said really goes to um, further the point that we were making last week about, about High School Musical, High School Musical, the musical, the 100%. series, and how those walls are really being broken down. And you would have really benefited that from that as a child, a hundred percent. And I like can't, I, I never like when people always ask me like, "Did you do musical theater?"
0: And like, "Were you like one of those kids?" And like, I'm so one of those kids, but I never did it because there was like such like, stereotypes around, like, being a part of certain extracurricular activities, which is so lame. And that's why when I, like came to that conclusion in the book and then I watched High School Musical, the musical, the series, I'm like, oh, man, these kids are so lucky. Like, to go to a high school where, like, you could just be anything you want, like, that's iconic. And, and, and to have, like, media, like, popular shows, like, be encouraging that is so cool. Yes. Very, but very cool. I suffered the fate of Mean Girls. And I knew I could not join the, the drama club, even though... I just would. I would win a star.
2: Oh, of course, that is your calling. Even though
0: I didn't really agree with a lot of their production choices, like my senior play was um, Pippin. No, it wasn't.
2: Yeah, it was. But you were in your senior play.
0: Oh no, no, sorry. My my play the senior year was Pippin, and I was going to go out for it, but I'm like Pippin. And yes, the play that uh, the senior class put on was Thirteen, and while I didn't, and I gave such a stellar audition, and I don't want to disrespect like. Anyone who was in the production because I feel like maybe they listened to the show, but like I just know that I had a better singing voice than literally anyone like who got any bigger parts than me. Not to be rude, but um, it's true. I'm sorry, and I didn't get it, and I just felt like it was obviously because like I had never been in Drama Club, and so like the Drama Kids ran the senior production. So like, why are we going to give this person who like literally never entered the theater? Why are we going to give her a role? I did get a major solo that they cut, and I threw a temper tantrum, and they did put it back in.
2: Do you wanna hear a sadder story? Yeah, I know yours, yeah. So for our senior production, it was, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And I was really excited to participate. And everybody who l- listens to the show knows that I cannot carry a tune. But you have so much passion. I, and I have so much passion. I feel like I have so much to offer. And like in an acting role, I feel like I feel like there's a role for me. And also like being an
0: integral part of an ensemble cast is not all about singing. Like right.
2: it's about acting and dancing. Right. and energy. Yes. And I had the energy to bring. And so I prepared for my audition. Obviously, I sang The Climb. And I sang it like as good as I possibly could. And I got the part of Violet Violet Beauregard and I was so excited what a role perfect for you perfect for me like literally she doesn't sing that much but she has a big role and she's got a lot to offer and then they canceled the play oh yeah there wasn't enough interest there wasn't enough interest that's really fucking sad yeah
0: yeah well my play did make it it was 13 and I got the role of Cassandra she was just like a chatty cheerleader um and I'm not gonna lie it was a wonderful experience and it made me wish like my whole high school experience like I had done theater yeah
2: well, speaking of girl dot no com slash book, we are recording an episode yes. next week that drops um, launch week of the book with Claudia and the Redheads. And as part of every Redheads episode, if you listen, we take questions from the listeners. And so if you guys have questions about Claudia's book or upon reading it, you have questions about the book that you read or, you know, her journey as an author email them to the redheads book club at gmail.com because the we, redheads book club is really living in the 90s what do you mean you take questions via email yes we do
0: it works lovely why don't you take it on instagram like in the q a um
2: no it's too fleeting and in email like people actually they write like pa- like they write thoughtful things they talk about like their initial thoughts on the book and we read the whole thing oh that actually you is know? Nice. Like, it's it, they have a substance that's funny that's what we do at the Redheads. no substance. substantial
0: yeah speaking of podcasts i'm on Mood with Lauren Elizabeth today just came out one of my favorite interviews of all time Lauren is a queen and I misspoke yesterday my Taylor Strecker interview doesn't come out till next week so sorry if you were looking for it yesterday it's not out yet but mood with Lauren Elizabeth is out today and it's so fabulous I think
2: love to see it also the snatchler is out today and i'm sure she has a lot to say we jinxed the snatchler on this show yesterday we did i'm sorry snatchler even though you don't listen um so should we just dive in because i feel like we have lots to do i think the snatchler is the perfect segue into diving into the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast jackie what's black and white
0: and and is fabulous for insurance Zebra.
2: that's a good one
0: insurance can be complicated and that's why the zebra was created when you use the zebra.com insurance finally feels like it's in black and white no more confusion just honest rates and real companies the zebra is the nation's leading insurance comparison site for car and home insurance they can help you save money today it's so easy go to the zebra.com and answer a few questions to compare accurate insurance quotes for free and don't worry the zebra protects your personal information and make sure there are no hidden fees or surprises along the way the best part you can secure your insurance from the zebra.com or over the phone for one of the, from one of their licensed insurance agents. How much money can you save on home and car insurance? Visit the zebra.com slash toast. That's t-h e z e-b r a dot com slash toast for insurance in black and white. I gotta Love come it. up with a better joke, but no, that
2: was good. That okay. was good. Okay, the first story, the big story of the day: The Bachelorette's Claire, Claire Crawley and Dale Moss. Break up. so Shocking. dale confirmed the split shortly after e news exclusively reported the couple was taking time apart however it doesn't sound like time apart it sounds like a breakup in its truest form yeah, it's like the article came out and he was unhappy with it so he like literally no, clarified like, no, it's, it's more permanent yeah than that. right i'm not coming don't back. be waiting he said i wanted to share with you all that claire and i have decided to go our separate ways we appreciate the love and support we've received some, from so many people but this is the healthiest decision for us both at this time we strongly believe in leading with love and always remaining true to oneself we only hope for the best things for one another.
0: I mean, this is so not shocking if you've been keeping up. Even in just the way that they met was so, like, toxic in a lot of ways. Just, like, the jumping to conclusions, getting engaged after literally knowing each other for a week. And I'm honestly surprised they lasted as long as they did. But I have a feeling they haven't been together for quite some time. Um, This just is, like, the least surprising thing ever. And I don't know. Like, it kind of makes me miss Claire. Like, even though she was, like, so chaotic, she was so entertaining. And, like, this was... Even though it feels like a waste of time because they broke up, it was an adventure.
2: It was an adventure. I'm not gonna lie. Obviously, this is so obvious. That's what you get when you don't trust the process and you go with your first instinct and you jump to conclusions. But I just like when I think about Claire right now, I feel sad. Of you know, course, like that was her big opportunity. She completely botched it, and in botching and she wanted it, wanted to prove everyone wrong. In botching wrong. it, like I had hope that she knew knew what she was doing. And she didn't. And I don't know what happened here, but, like, I don't think Dale signed on to the show to leave in a week and, like, be engaged and get married for the rest of his life. I just don't think that was, like, really no. what he wanted to do.
0: No, no, it's true. Like, when, when you think about it, the odds of becoming the Bachelorette, which is such a an amazing opportunity, are so slim. And the odds of getting it when you haven't been on the franchise in, like, six years are even more slim. So it was really, like, this gift that was dropped into her lap, and she totally squandered it. And now it's like it's sad because it's like a joke
2: yeah and she's single again when she had 25 guys who were I mean I want to say like who were there for her and wanting to get engaged to her but like Dale is one of those guys and I don't think that's what he wanted yeah not but everyone like, there were people who were really interested in her her and on the bright side a contestant from her season has asked her out following their split stop this guy Spencer oh no Spencer only came on for Tasha. He never met Claire.
0: Oh, that's weird. So I hope they go out. I don't know. I'm just like kind of like as, as much as it, is, as it is entertaining, it's also exhausting. And her journey just might not be one that needs to be televised. And I think maybe that's Ooh, the lesson here. Yeah, no,
2: no, no. That's the lesson oh, here. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no.
0: That's the lesson here. It's like some journeys need not be televised.
2: Yeah, but I hope that she goes on the date. Like I just... I just want there to be like something next for her because I just feel really sad. Like she just took this big chance; she blew up the Bachelorette as Chris Harrison and said, and for nothing. And for nothing. Yeah, and I feel like she just deals with
0: a lot personally. And this is just like, and I feel like she takes like breakups really hard. She's not the type of girl who like goes to a club. No, and, she like, can't.
2: She. We saw how took it when she, how hard she took it when no one got up to talk to her at the group date, right?
0: Like, and I'm thinking at the end of the day, like maybe Dale just didn't show up. No, I think I think he did not show up. And that's upsetting because he did mention, you know, quite a few times that he would show up. He would be showing up. Yeah. But then he did not. And that's the worst when you're expecting someone to show up and they just don't. It's yeah, it's a flake. It's so flaky. Yeah. One time you called me flaky and like it really affected me because I feel like I'm like not, but like maybe I am.
2: I don't know if that's the word I would use to describe you currently. Currently. No, but I think maybe when you said it, you like
0: kick me into shape.
2: Yeah, that's probably true. It's like a hurtful word. Yeah, it is. I think some people would describe me as flaky too. Really? Yeah, sometimes. I, just, I try. Like, don't, I try not to be flaky because I just like don't commit to the initial plan. But
0: the problem is when you make a commitment, and yeah. that's why I live a commitment. But when I life. make
2: a commitment, I do try to honor it. But I just try not to make commitments. You know? Yeah. When I make a commitment, I try to honor it and just like pray that the other person cancels
0: first. There's literally nothing better than like really not wanting to go to do something, even if you love the person. Yeah. You just don't want to get personal. out of your bed and like just. Avoiding it, you're just okay, I'm gonna go, I'm not gonna text them. And then like an hour before they're like, Hey, sorry, something came up and you're just like so happy because you're not the flaky one, and then you also don't have to get out of bed.
2: Yeah. It's
0: a beautiful it's, thing. It's an iconic moment,
2: yeah. Um so Claire, I don't know. I, I just it made me sad. Like I, I can't I know. I wish I had some words of wisdom,
0: but your energy, like I said and have said many times, is super chaotic and I just don't know if like we would
1: jive.
2: Yeah. Well, our next story is some Happy Bachelor news that I don't think we've shared yet. One, Ari Linedike Jr. and Lauren Burnham are pregnant with twins. Oh. And they are revealing the sex. Are, do they have sexes? Um, an Instagram account for the twins yet? Oh, I'm sure that they do. Because they're
0: like classic influencers. Like Alessi had a Baby Alessi. sonogram. Before she was born, like, she had an Instagram with sonograms Yeah, and, and the her bump. Instagram
2: is, like, popping now. Yeah. Um, but they are having a boy and a girl unless he is getting a baby brother and a baby sister. You know, the more I think
0: about it, as a mom, having twins just must be ideal.
2: I know. I used to think it wasn't, but now I think that it is.
0: It's, like, so much fucking work. Like, I watched Olivia, like, just the pregnancy is just so much work on your body, and it's so hard, and then the nursing. And to bang it out with two... Doesn't seem so bad. No, it doesn't seem so bad The delivery, not ideal, but still.
2: Yeah. I'm really happy for them. We never really talk about Ari and Lauren anymore, but like... But we were big supporters of them. And they really, they showed up for each other and they continue to. And they proved everyone wrong. When at the end of the day,
0: like I feel like one of the things I really... I don't always agree with like Bachelor Nation and like their assumptions about people, but I felt like they all really took Becca Kufrin's side in the Ari thing, which of course, like Ari shouldn't have chosen the wrong girl. But he tried to right his wrong and in the end of the day, like Becca ended up being, becoming the Bachelorette, which for a multitude of reasons is like way better than being a winner. Like yeah. everyone wants to be the Bachelorette. Winning is good too, but it's not as good as becoming the Bachelorette. Yeah. So I feel like even though it was like a tough situation, he hand, handled it very well and he ended up following his heart and literally him and Lauren have like such a beautiful life. Beautiful, happy, full, peaceful life and I feel like they're one of the people who like Bachelor Nation like owes an apology to.
2: Yeah, I There's agree. a few
0: people like that. Olivia Caridi.
2: Yes, she got her apology though. She did.
0: Um, who else?
2: Mm.
0: Me. No, I'm <laughs> I don't know. But they're like, that's just one of those things that like I remember was so crazy like when it was all going down. It was like literally like The biggest scandal of our lives and it's like now it's so silly like yeah they're so happy
2: yeah they're so happy so we're happy for them see Ari was a choice
0: in bachelor that was like so random but I actually ended up really liking yeah whereas Claire is like I don't know I just can't decide if I like lived for Claire's season I think I did like I think I was living for the chaos It it is exciting, and honestly, like even though I'm really enjoying the season of Matt James, like Matt James is a little boring because he's so nice and so lovely and is in love with everyone and everyone's in love with him. Like while that is beautiful to watch, it's not always the most entertaining. Whereas Claire, like you
2: truly never know who she was going to yell at next, and it was iconic. Yeah, but I do think for the format of the show, like it is important that you feel like championing the lead, and Claire made that hard at times. Yes, 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 that's very true. She should also set up a date with that guy who left Tasha
0: for her because that was a great guy. Unless he's in a relationship, yes. Yeah. He was a cutie. I think his name was
2: Zach. Jason. Sure. She should have trusted the process. The process would have shown her who was true. But you know what? She was so determined that even
0: if she trusted the process, she She would would have have ended up with Dale. No, but she
2: might have seen something about Dale. She might have, like, you know, a different connection might have burned slower, but prospered later like that's how the show works yeah i
0: mean i don't know why they broke up but if i had to venture a guess it would definitely be on dale's part like i think yeah he, he was like out. out
2: at restaurants like you i know. heard
0: he was like a at restaurants like with girls even kissing them on the lips like yeah so yeah it was i think that's, claire is definitely heartbroken right now
2: for sure and i think dale is is wondering how he gets to paradise
0: yeah, or just how he gets to the next place. I actually think Dale
2: will probably be in Paradise because they said that they're going to most likely do Paradise this year.
0: Well, I feel like it's actually really um, conducive to COVID because they don't leave the house. Yeah. Actually, for the dates, but...
2: Yeah. No, I, I think we'll be seeing him there. Yeah. Okay, next story, a little update from last week where we let you know that Army Hammer was leaving the movie Shotgun Wedding. Josh Jumel may replace him. Love that for Josh Jumel. Any money in Josh
0: Jumel's pockets just truly really makes me happy. He's a king, and I absolutely adore him. Mm-hmm. And so hot.
2: After Army Hammer's DM scandal, he has it has come back to bite him. Josh Jumel is swooping in to offer a helping hand. The Transformers actor is reportedly in early talks to take over for Army Hammer in Shotgun Wedding, which co-stars Jennifer Lopez, according to Deadline. So it's not confirmed yet. But I also think that Josh Duhamel, like if this is some sort of romantic comedy, I think Josh Duhamel is the guy. I mean, there were those years where literally Josh Duhamel could not make a bad movie. Win a Date with
0: Tad Hamilton, so fucking good. That other one with Katherine Heigl where they get the baby and like their friends die and they have to take care of the baby and they end up falling in love and she's like a, a morning show producer.
2: Oh, wait, I'm going. I feel like you're putting two Michael movies together. No, Cameron I'm not. I'm not. No, on. I'm not. Because she's a morning show. Well, no, she's an e news host in, in Knock Doctor. But Up. no,
0: that's not it. Okay. I'm. <sighs> Their friends die, and they're like two friends who hate each other, but they have to come together because they leave the baby to both of them, and of course they end up falling in
2: love and like becoming a family. Yes, yes. Also, um, what's the movie called? I'm gonna find it. But also, Safe Haven. Yes, of course. Life as we know it. Yes, that's the one. Um, he's just like a
0: great rom com actor, and I love him, and he's so handsome. Like. I hope every time I talk about someone on the show who I like, like someone sends me a message about like something bad they did. Please do not send me any messages about Josh Duhamel. Like I just want to live in a world where he's like a nice and respectful, chivalrous man. And I I know that that he is. I do. Yeah. I know it in my heart.
2: The Lost Husband. No, I just watched that. Oh yeah. I never saw it. It was good. He was, he was great. He's just so handsome. Like yeah. A great leading man in a rom-com. He's also in New Year's Eve. What a Oh yes. That was a bad one. Yeah. But Valentine's Day was good. I, they're the same thing to me. No, one has Taylor Swift and one does not. So, <laughs> okay. Next story: Kim Kardashian and Kanye West marriage issues. What we featured on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I mean, so, it's actually
0: crazy, by the way, that we've been literally think, like, talking about the Kardashians and Kim has not spoken out on it once. Like,
2: I know, and I just wanted to take this moment to like recognize that it's been a few weeks of these rumors and Kim still has not said anything. And for the Kimye stands, like, we're in a good spot. There is a beacon of light. There is light for the Kimye stands. Kim has filmed her marriage problems with Kanye for the final episodes of Keeping Up. Page Six has exclusively learned, though Page Six was the one to report that they were divorcing. Yes. So, grain of salt. A source with knowledge of their show, which is ending after more than a decade-long run and 20 seasons on E! later this year, said the disintegration of Kim and Kanye's marriage will feature heavily in the final storyline as they make their exit from the reality show.
0: I mean, that's like, if they are actually headed for divorce and like that's the final season, like, sad. Like, I want to see a final season with, like, iconic Chris Chris Jenner moments. Like, I want everyone to be drinking. Like, I want light and happiness and positivity. I'm so done with, like, my TV shows becoming just as sad as the world around us. Like, I need a place to be filled with positivity and light. And that has been keeping up with the Kardashians. And I don't want to see, even if they are getting divorced, honestly, I'd rather they ignore it.
2: Yeah, the source said that the Kardashians intend to go out with a bang. They filmed Kim discussing her marriage problems, but everybody involved is on an NDA because the finale won't air until later in 2021. Okay, I just want to say, my personal opinion, considering, like, sources just make shit up, my opinion is that that is not true because I think they would rather go into their new show with a bang than leave it at E where they've already been paid and they, have, they don't owe them ratings. I know,
0: but I feel like they really um, care about the legacy of the original show, and it's obviously about the business. The legacy is intact. Yeah. All they have
2: to do is film another season of the same stuff that they were filming. I actually actually no, it's think, a different show I name. don't think that they are inclined to give any big scoop to the last season.
0: And at some point when they start talking about drama that literally was two years ago, like, I actually don't care.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna say, like, maybe I'll be wrong, but I just don't think that that makes sense. Like, when you're leaving your job, you don't, like, do the best work ever in the last two weeks.
0: Yeah, but it's all topical. So I actually feel like they will discuss it on this season and then still go into the new show with a bang i'm excited for the new show like i hope it's different format in the sense of like i feel like a lot of times when there's not a lot going on in the kardashians lives it's so much commercials with filled with like filler airtime and like dumb lunch scenes with like scott and mj like i'm looking for more i do like their friendship as do i but not they're not the stars of the show and sometimes it has felt that way so i'm looking for more substantial content from them in 2021 via hulu Yeah. Or 2022, whenever it is. Whenever it is. It'll be good. It'll be good. No, I'm excited for them. Starting a new venture is
2: always exciting. Mm -hmm. And I support them no matter what i agree fifth and final story a little record breaking news oh yes morgan wallen's oh. dangerous the double album debuts at number one on the billboard 200 breaks country streaming records i thought
0: you were talking about olivia rodrigo well
2: we did talk about olivia rodrigo last week also but we can talk about her too because she's literally broken every streaming record like yeah. 13 million streams daily debuted number
0: one just i just thought that's what you were referring to um but this is also very interesting especially because i'm a really big morgan wallen fan but i haven't had the time to listen to the album like at all and I've i made the time. And I haven't heard it anywhere, so I'm like... And and he actually released it early because it got leaked, so it was like a really kind of a messy release, but to still break all those records when you don't even have like the
2: proper like you do like announcement then you do press and all this like it's so contrived is awesome no the album is sensational and I think it's just like a testament to how many Morgan Wallen stands there are out there I see you guys and I'm so I'm so glad that there's so many of us he's ushering in like a new generation of young country music fans a hundred percent he was on the cover I think it was a billboard mm-hmm. this week country without borders which I thought was a really great headline I don't get it it's like because he transcends the country genre like everybody loves him right. so it's like Dr. Doctors Without Borders, like Oh, I do love a Doctors Without Borders reference, seeing as how Theo is truly like um the
0: doctor without one border. Without a single one. And he's really like the leader of all the doctors who collectively don't have any borders.
2: Yes. And I just have to say, Doctors Without Borders
0: is an amazing organization. We're not making fun of it, but it's just like a little joke here at the Toast.
2: Yeah, that Theo, Dr. Theodore Friteman, is a doctor without borders.
0: Yeah, and I think it's so important. Like when I when I go to doctors, I ask them, I'm like, do you guys have borders? Because, like, I just think it's so important. Um, to
2: not. I think it's an important quality, yeah. Yeah, and that's how I now feel about my country artists. Like, uh, if you are a country artist with borders, <laughs> like, goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye! So, Morgan Wallen has none. Not one. Thank God. None. Not, not one. Zero.
0: Zero. 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 Done. <laughs> Um, I'm so happy for him and his borderless music.
2: Yeah, so he has... Do you remember the bookstore Borders? Yes. That was an iconic place. It was so warm and cozy. It was just like a a friendly place. But I think the issue with it was that they had borders. And that's why they didn't succeed. (laughs) (laughs) You mustn't have one.
0: No, not a single one. (laughs) It is... Integral.
2: <laughs> I just, I really do think that it, this is a really interesting factoid. Obviously, the album is really good, but I do think album streams are suffering, like in this um, new world. Yeah, in the climate right now, where you're not going out, you're not like you know taken out. Actually, I think you can go on a boat right now, but yeah. like you know, where it's not the atmosphere to just be listening to music all the time. And so I think like the fact that so many people have elected to stream Morgan Wallen's album says a lot about his future as, like, a major country music artist. I
0: couldn't agree more. And if I see one more fucking TikTok of people in Australia at a club, I'm literally just going to move there. I saw them literally playing Champagne Problems in a fucking club. So, like... In a club. In a club, like, packed to the brim, Champagne Problems, everyone vaccinated, happy and healthy. Like, I was just saying this to you earlier. Like, if I don't get to a club soon, like, I'm... She's gonna burst. I'm starting to... Malfunction. No, like, because
2: we're coming up on, like, the one year. You should find the last club that you, last day that you went to a club, like, in your camera roll. I'm it, sure I can tell you. Because you're coming up on one year of yeah, clublessness. it was
0: President's Day weekend. I went on a bender and a half in Miami with Margot. And we, like, heard about coronavirus. And we're like, well, that'll go away. And it was, like, a messy-ass weekend. And you know what? No regrets. Because I didn't know I would have to literally rely on those memories to get for literally 12 months maybe more probably more yeah i'm just saying like and i know my fellow party girls listening will definitely hear like relate to this but i'm just letting you know like if i don't get to a club in the next six months like there will be consequences and that's on facts like and it, I, I'm sorry, okay. but that's just what's going to happen. We'll do our best. Human nature is human nature. Yeah. You can only keep her out of the club for so long. You yeah, know, I will literally go to an empty club. Like, I just need to feel like the, the lights, The music in your veins. The music in my veins. The lights on my face. Like, people's hot breath everywhere. Like, mm, I don't know. I just, if I don't get to a club soon, like, there will be consequences. And that's, that's the end of that. Um, let's dive into our TV recap segment where we talk about the Royal Hospice of Dallas before we bring on Cameron Rescott. And that segment is brought to you by Stamps.com. One thing we learned in 2020, the internet is even more awesome than we thought. Groceries online, movies online, doctors online, and of course, going to the post office online with Stamps.com. Stamps.com allows businesses to do all of their mailing and shipping right from their computer. No need to leave their home or office or home office. Stamps.com has saved small businesses all over the country thousands of hours and tons of money. And now you can too. With Stamps.com, you get the services of the post office and UPS right on your computer, plus big discounts on mailing and shipping rates whether you're a small office sending out invoices and online seller shipping out orders or even a giant warehouse sending thousands of packages a day stamps.com can handle it all with ease you use your computer to print official u.s postage 24 7 for any letter any package any class of mail anywhere you want to send once your mail is ready just schedule a pickup or drop it off it's that simple Plus, like we mentioned with these discounts with stamps.com, you get five cents off of every first class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail and 62% off UPS shipping rates. It is a fraction of the cost of expensive postage meters. It's a no-brainer saving you time and money. And make 2021 the year you stop wasting time and going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead there is no risk and with our promo code toast you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale no long-term commitment is required or contracts just go to stamps.com click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in toast that's stamps.com promo code toast stamps.com never go to the post office
2: again Love it. Okay, Real Housewives of Dallas, another fantastic episode. Yeah, I
0: do wish more of minutes had been allotted to the actual party because by the time we actually got the ladies at the party, it was like 9.45.
2: No, I know, and that was upsetting. There was one frame, like one shot of all the women on the table dancing, and it literally looked like a frat party. It looked like Animal House. They were like yeah, dropping but there was also
0: no one around no, them.
2: it looked... Like, so much fun. I feel like that's exactly what you need right now. Yeah,
0: like an, a COVID-friendly outdoor pool party where I can dance on a table and get sprayed with champagne.
2: And I just want to thank Mr. Westcott Sr. Thank for you, per, sir. For providing the grounds in beautiful. which this party was held. It was so beautiful and stunning and, like, just a beautiful change of scenery. Agreed. And I wonder how he's going to feel about seeing Tiffany, like, regurgitating tequila. tequila into his hot tub.
0: But like, why not just in the grass?
2: Yeah, um, that, but... I just think it was so generous of him I agree and
0: it's so generous of Cameron to throw that party like
2: that is an expensive that party. is a really nice party to throw for a friend
0: yeah but Carrie and Cam have a really good relationship um it was nice to see Brandy back like she definitely has a lot of energy and she's missed when she's not around so I was glad to have her back um it looked like such a fun party really I feel like um I was following the Twitter drama between Cameron and Tiffany into last night's episode and Cameron I guess she like really does not drink a lot but she was like drunk and she was like oh my god I can't even watch this like she just like was like a dog with the bone like not letting it go well that's
2: oh I forgot but like that was when like Carrie Duber would call her like badger yeah that's her she, mo that is how she gets when she's fighting with someone
0: yeah but she recognized it on twitter and we'd okay, we love to see someone who recognizes good, good, their good. own shortcomings. It was like
2: it was getting to be too much
0: and her and Tiffany seemed to have like some sort of rapprochement on twitter last night like it wasn't toxic and negative they were like working together that's great, yeah, it was good, um, the party seemed fun, except you know, Carrie Brittingham is really annoying, like with her, I am like that too, but she's like takes it to a level that's so aggressive, being the fun police, and I understand like you want it, but you don't have to worry about these women, like everyone will get fucked up, and I thought she really took it too far when she pushed Tiffany in the pool, and I couldn't yeah. believe Tiffany didn't freak out more, like I would have been so fucking annoyed,
2: no me too, regardless of whether or not you can swim, like to be pushed in the pool is just such a juvenile thing to do in a full Especially, hair full makeup hair and makeup, like snowing no dress scene, it, on camera, like I feel like. When the cameras
0: went down, everyone, like, fully went in the pool. But we're still working on a television show. Like, you want to look pretty. You're not going to, like, look like a wet dog yeah, getting out a of crazy, a pool. crazy. that's a crazy thing to do. It was really rude. Yeah. I do think Carrie Brittingham looks amazing for 50, though. Like, it's crazy. That photo shoot, like, she actually looked fire.
2: Yeah. Uh, the photo shoot was, like, a little funny.
0: Oh, no, the photo shoot was lame. Sorry, it was, like, QVC. But I meant, like, her body.
2: Oh, yeah, she looks incredible. But just, it was a little, like... Uh, it was
0: very Home Shopping Network.
2: Corny, yeah. Yeah. But, like, Home Shopping Network plus nipple. Plus an nipple. and like ass cheek too. Yeah, totally. Um, and then uh,
0: Travis and Stephanie. Stephanie. Like Travis is like such a dick sometimes. And I'm surprised he hasn't seen himself on TV and like reeled in that behavior. And sometimes it's like endearing and funny, but like sometimes it's just not.
2: Yeah, but I also can appreciate someone who like, it not just saying stuff because cameras are there. That's you know? true. It's just like being their, their self. Yeah. I just think him and,
0: him and um, Stephanie have like a really healthy marriage. Like if you're having those conversations on, on TV camera, like, and it's not toxic, like it's really helpful conversations. I
2: agree. Like the conversation that they had by their lake, just so beautiful. Which oh, was like oh a, by their which lake. was a tough conversation to have. But like the fact that they had it on camera, I think is really healthy. And then they also did their interview together where they're like fighting about money. And I think the fact that they can do that that on camera, like, means it's not so serious. I
0: agree. I think they have such a good marriage. And I'm actually, the more I think about it, I think Dallas Housewives, like, have some of the best marriages. Like, Deandra and Jeremy, I'm just obsessed. Like, Jeremy's so hot. Like, and he thinks Deandra's so hot. It's just, like, it's such a healthy relationship. Cameron and Court are hysterical. Like, two people speaking totally different languages. Court and, um... Stephanie, uh, not Court. what's his name? Travis. Uh, Travis and Stephanie. And I also think that Brandy and Brian have a good marriage, but they really went through it on her first season. I don't think he's into filming. And he was, like, made into a villain, and I think he wants nothing to do with it, but, like, likes the money and fame that it brings for Brandy, but doesn't want himself to be a part of it. Which
2: I could respect. Yeah. Um, Carrie and her husband seem to be doing better. Oh, yeah. I think he got, he saw himself on TV, and he's just trying to be supportive. Yeah, and we don't know a lot about Tiffany's husband, but... I'm sure they have. A she nice seems five. like she has a happy home life. Tiffany is getting a lot of personal airtime. I mean, the whole
0: episode was her shopping for groceries.
2: Yeah, no, but also she probably gets as much narrating time, like a confessional time, as Cameron, Cameron, if not more. Like I feel like it's majority Tiffany and Cameron. Agreed. Which is a lot for a first season housewife. I agree, but she's super funny and her confessional looks are fire. Yeah. Um. So it's it's just
0: looks such a good season. Like if you're if you're not into housewives, um. I would really recommend starting with this. It's
2: also easy to start with Salt Lake City because there's only one season. But Salt Lake City is, like, right now, to me, feels like a good reality show. I guess yes. I because they haven't had an, a reunion yet. Like, it's not it, – it doesn't That's have fair. that, like, housewives feel yet. But there's only one season. Right. That's why it's easy to
0: get into. Honestly, I feel like Potomac is actually a really – there's only five seasons. Potomac and Dallas are really good places, I feel like, for housewives, stand like, newbies to start. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, my God. I just oh, to God. pick up.
2: Um – so anything else about Dallas Housewives that you want to talk about? No, I'm just really enjoying it. Like, Me too. It's nice to have a franchise that you enjoy, but... Uh, and the wealth is is real. OC is on tonight, Reunion Part <sighs> 1. And like I know that the season was trash, but I actually sometimes think that the worse that a season is, the better the reunion is. Yes. Because there's like more to talk about.
0: And there's this huge rumor going around. Right.
2: That... Uh, Bronwyn offered cocaine to Shannon's daughter. And that it comes
0: up at the reunion. Right. And Bronwyn actually responded to a comment because like once this rumor came out, and it came out on like a bunch of Bravo blogs, which isn't always like the most accurate news source, but I think it was pretty much um, validated. Someone commented on Bronwyn. I guess a lot of people did. And she answered one of them being like, I don't remember it. Shannon retold it to me. I made amends. And then I found out from someone else like who was there. That's really not how it went down. We'll see, but that's fucking crazy crazy so and I, in my opinion that should be grounds for firing
2: yeah so I'm, I'm actually looking forward to the OC reunion me is all too I'm and um, it
0: appears as though Gina is looking phenomenal with her short healthy hair and if I'm going to talk negatively about her hair when it looks good I have to allot some airtime to talking about it positively and it looks really really good and I'm really happy for her
2: and now after a full season of OC I see how I ended last season as a, a somewhat of a Gina Stand by the way bit. me too but you
0: just cannot deny that the queen of oc is currently emily simpson like you literally and then i know you Do want you to deny it for emily I'm, simpson i'm an emily simpson <laughs> and i know you want to deny no, it i'm not it, but you can't she has so much energy and by the way she went on this like huge health journey so i think at the reunion she we're she's pretty caught snatchler. up she is the snatchler she's like so funny i watched her a little bit of her on heather mcmahon's podcast and like she was just like really taking charge of like the narrative especially around shane and their marriage because like I kind of feel bad for her. Like Shane is kind of like a joke to people. He's like short. I don't and like, think anymore. I think he had a very redeeming season. He did. But I just think the way like the audience treats him like is like jokey. And I just thought she was like really like standing up for her man. And I just loved it. Like I just love her. She might be one of my favorite housewives like of all time. Even wow. though on the worst franchise with the worst cast
2: ever. It's easy to shine. It's easy. That's true. That's true. Um, do you want to do Dear Toasters? Or? Sure. Do you not? Oh yeah. No, I, I just never mind. Were you being
0: rude? <laughs> Sounds like you were being a little rude. I was
2: it. I was it. I thought maybe that you had forgotten.
0: How can I forget? I have so many cards here.
2: Okay. Oh Sorry.
0: Go on. Trying to rush me through my Emily Simpson <laughs> monologue. <laughs> See, I told you. She doesn't want me to like Emily Simpson. Okay. Dear Toasters, our advice segment where we offer advice to anyone who wants it. You can email us at deartoasters at gmail.com. We will always read your prompt anonymously, change some names. Let's get started. Hello, ladies. Thank you so much for being so stunning and smart, as well as my best friends in the queue. Wait, thank you for being so stunning. We
2: are her best friends in the queue.
0: No, no, no. Thank you for being so stunning and smarter. No. As well as my no, best friends. We're fir-
2: beautiful and smart. She, and we're smarter. Oh, we're beautiful and smarter. Let me read it again. Okay.
0: <laughs> thank you so much for being so stunning and smarter, as well as my she, oh. best friends in the queue.
2: Okay, I think the smarter was just like an error.
0: I love hearing about your lives. The toast is really one of the best parts of my day. Thank Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Sorry for making fun of your grammar. We didn't. Anyways, to my question. My fiance lives with his roommate, Mark. Mark has recently been bringing this girl home from work to stay the night. This is totally fine as I stay the night once or twice a week as well, just to get away from my parents every so often. However, he and this girl have been having sex literally every five seconds, and it's loud. We can hear everything through the wall. She likes to yell, and we can hear everything they're saying. It's a bit much. Monday night, they did it about three times in the span of 24 hours, and each time, we could hear them throughout the house. This has become super... Sorry, this becomes super problematic, especially when we are trying to get work or school done. My poor fiance was in the middle of a Zoom meeting when they started, and he had to go outside because of the... They're ear blasting humping. My fiance says this has been going on for two weeks and Molly doesn't mind that his roommate does it, but it's getting to a point where it's almost unbearable in the middle of the night, early in the morning, during a Zoom. My question is, how can we politely let our friend Mark know that he, him and his girlfriend are just too fucking loud when they are doing the nasty without being so overt? The walls are thin, but it's like they know they are loud and don't care. Should I push my fiance to set some boundaries, talk to Mark myself, or just let them be during their weird sex phase that they're in? Please help. Signed, a scarred toaster for life.
2: That's really tough. I think there's a few things. One, I think that it, this is like a phase of their relationship yes. that, you know, eventually it will um, fizzle fizzle into like a, a less frequent activity. They will be misfizzle. But I think that if it's interrupting Zoom calls in work and school, you could just say, you know, or have your fiance say, bro, like. Could you, just not, while during the workday, because sometimes you can hear it. And by the way, it feels like an awkward conversation, but when boys do it, it's like, bro. Like, it's not weird. I I don't think it's weird. And also, maybe he has no idea that, like, you could really hear so much. And and I think that would make him, like, just a little self-aware. And be more conscious of that, especially conscious of what time of day it's going down. And
0: maybe conscious of spending some time at the girls' apartment. Like, why is it always on Mark and and his roommate?
2: Right. I would just say honesty is the best policy. Like, this is just... Something that you just have to confront head on.
0: Yeah, and it's, all, it's always but about in, the delivery, in a not the way. message.
2: Yeah, like it's not angry, you know. Right, just it's not angry. It's just like heads up, like we can hear you. We're in a shared workspace, like it's unprecedented times. Yeah. Uh, you know. No, you're right.
0: In these unprecedented times, we have to learn how to live together and communicate. Mm-hmm. And this is a prime example of that. Mm-hmm. It's just the topic is a little uncomfortable, but you can do
2: it. Mm-hmm. Pretend it's about a different topic then. Yeah. You know, say he's working out yeah. and the machine is rattling hear the your, floors. Yeah, I
0: hear your elliptical.
2: Yeah, so approach it as you would something that's not a sensitive topic, yeah. but just pretend you're talking about something else.
0: All right, next up. Dear Jackie and Claudia, long-time toaster here. I just have to thank you for all of your joy and laughter that the toast has brought me, especially during the hard days of quarantine. <laughs> my boyfriend and I have been together for about three years and always had a really healthy and fun relationship. We don't live together, but it's something we've talked about in the next year or so. Over the last month, my boyfriend has talked a lot about this girl that he works with, Red. That's her name. Through mutual friends, she met my boyfriend who referred her to his work and basically got her a job on his team. He calls her his work wife, raves about how fun and crazy in a good way she is. A few times his laptop has been open to their work messages on teams and they seemed very flirty and definitely not the way I, I talk to guys at my work. I noticed that she was messaging him, her name popped up on his phone and while he was reading the messages, he was smiling to himself but quickly put his phone down and turned it over. I'm not a jealous or insecure person but something about this just gives me a weird feeling. To layer it on, Recently, my boyfriend opened up to me that he is feeling disconnected and frustrated in our relationship and wants to spice things up in the bedroom in in an attempt to feel more connected. Over the last month, I felt him being more distant as I am the one who usually messages him first, calls and FaceTimes him, goes to see him, etc., Am I being crazy and thinking that something is going on and it's weird to have a work wife? No, you're not crazy. that you message and chat with outside of work hours? Do I have enough of a leg to stand on to confront my boyfriend about this, or do you think this is normal low point for long-term couples, especially given that we aren't seeing each other as frequently due to COVID? Signed, a confused corporate toaster. No, there is a... I like to say where there is smoke, there is not always fire. But this
2: building is ablaze. No, this would really, really bother me. And it's something that's difficult to um, to navigate. And verbalize. And it's not something I've thought about before. But this notion of a work wife, I'm just not okay with. Me neither. Unless you're both single. Right. And in which case, maybe get together. You're my work wife. Yeah. I'm, I'm really not here for this. And honestly, because it's so... Seemingly innocuous right now, like anything that you say, you will sound crazy and you'll only drive him closer to her. And you don't have any concrete proof. And like him saying he wants to spice things up and this is the last things you want to hear, but this is how I feel. Yeah. Him saying he wants to spice things up in the bedroom, it's like he's thinking like oh, thinking about he's her. trying not to have an affair. And no. so he's like, Let's make the sex crazier at home. A hundred percent. And part of <laughs> me is like mad at him. I'm sorry to laugh. Like I don't know what I would do. I am laughing because I'm, I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable and like
0: literally, like I feel free, but I kind of want you to take your power back and like break up with him. Like But he hasn't done anything wrong yet. No, I know, but like just like the inferences he's making, like I know what his plan is, and like I want to beat him to it.
2: No, and like him looking at his phone and smiling. Like, oh, how dare you! He's like g- g- gnawing, chill, bone-chilling. How dare
0: you laugh at your phone when I didn't send that message? How fucking dare you? A hundred percent. I'm so angry. And you know what? I kind of like go go to your work, wife. You'll be happy there. Does she love you like I can? No. She make the bed and tuck in the corners like I do. No,
2: yeah, I just feel like the next update is not going to be. I would love a to hear back one. from you.
0: What's our advice here? <laughs> Run.
2: Monitor the situation. You know, get yeah,
0: what if- nerve. I want to spice things up. Why? Because you fell in love with your work wife. Now it's my problem. Yeah, now time I may- have to put on titty tassels. <laughs> that ain't right. That ain't right. Now I have to incur the cost of all these new products in the bedroom because you fell in love with your work wife and you can't stop smiling at your phone dick I hate this guy. Oh my God. I
2: know, but like, th- I think this is a common thing. Like, people, you spend a lot of time talking to the people that you work with. Say there's someone that you vibe with. It doesn't necessarily mean a fair, but it is this like titillating extracurricular yeah. activity.
0: What do you do about it? That's why I'm girl with no job, you know, and I married boy with no job because he won't have a work wife. Because,
1: you know what? I don't allow think- it.
0: My house, we have a couple of rules. You take your shoes off. And you don't have a work wife.
2: Yeah. You know what I think? I, I I think that he needs a taste of his own medicine. I think you need to get a work husband. And oh. I think you need to start smiling at your phone. And, and like saying these things that you need to do in the bedroom. That like would never occur to him. That, and he'll be like where are you getting these ideas? Yes, yeah. That's the advice. That is it. A taste of his own medicine. Yes. To see how uncomfortable it feels like. To feel like second fiddle. Yeah. And it
0: doesn't even have to be like a work husband. If you could just find someone like who you really vibe with. Like and just like start texting them a lot.
2: Yeah. And smiling. Or like literally like. I don't know get on tinder or something just like find no, someone no, because that's cheap like oh, then you true. cross the line that's true you don't just, cross the line you just have to toe the line like he is
0: okay you're right you're right um please update us like i i would love to know what this prick does next <laughs> <laughs> unless you guys like unless you're overblowing it and he's a nice guy and like you guys have happy life after and then i'm really happy for you hi claudia and jackie how you doing? My P. John boyfriend of five years recently proposed over the holiday season. Mazel tov. I couldn't be happier, but I'm already running into issues with my future sister-in-law. I love my fiance's family, but anytime the wedding is brought up, she always has something negative to say. She complains about how expensive a certain bachelorette location would be, but I wasn't even planning on inviting her to my <laughs> bachelorette party. She has told us that we cannot have our wedding until sub- spring of 2022 as she wants to get pregnant and have a baby before the summer. To top it all off, I will not That's be... That's just ha-
2: not how weddings work, no, by the
0: way. They don't revolve
2: around revolve around
0: the, the groom's sister's the pregnancy the yeah. calendar of the groom sister <laughs> to top it all off i will not be having her as a bridesmaid because i just don't want her in the wedding and my fiance agrees saying it is completely my decision it sounds like you have a great fiance so supportive. focus on that my future sister-in-law's best friend okay so the sister-in-law's best friend who's like family knows i'm not having her in the bridal, bridal party but has said that the sister-in-law will be upset how can i want to ask Sorry, how can I want to ask her to be a bridesmaid where she's going to have to spend significantly more money than she would just as a guest when all she has done is make negative comments about all the aspects of the wedding and complains about money constantly? I'm 100% sure I don't want her in the wedding, but I feel like I need to incorporate her in some other way. As two married women... Any advice? Advice on what I could do to incorporate her into this day? So, by the way, because she's married, the sister-in-law, you do have a little bit of an out because once you're married, like you don't always become a bridesmaid; like you're like a matron or something. A matron of honor. You could say that. Like, give her like a fake title. Th- yeah. Those exist for like married women who you don't want to be bridesmaids. And I just have to say, like, wedding is a one time in your life where you can be selfish, and like, I just would not give a single thought to what this girl's feeling
2: is on the schedule, on the money, like. Oh, of course, but I would just say that, like, if you do plan on burning this bridge, which I do think, like, not having her as part of your bridal party is, is a, a big F you, you need to be okay with, like, the possible fallout. Yeah, and me and me not having a close relationship with her and I don't know how your husband's relationship is with her but if you're gonna do that just re- realize what you're doing and I'm not saying that you shouldn't because I think that someone bring that brings so much negativity to your day. It's, right and you, you just got engaged and you could already feel like the breeding ground of negativity. Right but I do think giving her this title like matron of honor or something you could say like I want you to be and maybe she walks down in the Wedding procession, like that's a fine thing for her to do. But But then that's no bachelorette party. But then you say, like, you'll be like a matron of honor, so you'll be in my like wedding uh, procession, but no obligation to be on the bachelorette party as I know that like the cost is not something that you're willing to front.
0: Yeah. I, I, you know, whenever, and like I experienced it a little bit with my own wedding. You could even
2: like use her own words against her and be like, because I've heard all of your concerns about an expensive bachelorette party, I wanted to make sure that you didn't feel obligated to come. Um, I Therefore, like you're not a bridesmaid. Very
0: little with my own wedding, but I, when we read these these dear toaster submissions, I'm always really, really surprised at how. How much gall people have
2: during other people's, like, simchas. It's crazy. Like... And all I, you have to do... It's so easy. You just show up, literally, and be like, Claire. fucking quiet. Yeah. Like, be quiet show up. And show smile, up.
0: drink. Done. Yeah, no, like, I'm actually such a great wedding guest, even though I hate weddings. Um, But, like, I will eat all your food, I will drink all your drinks, and I will dance the night away. Like, I'm actually, like, a great... I'm, I'm worth the $200, I think, you know, I think whatever it costs. it's easy
2: to be a good wedding guest. But, like, say you're a bridesmaid for someone. Like, I can't imagine saying anything like okay where are we going for the bachelorette sweet let's but you know go what? Like, it
0: depends because there are some girls and boys who have like a million best friends and have been a bridesmaids like a million times where it's like i can probably count on my hand besides for my family like the people whose weddings i will be in and have been in because i have like very few close friends and so like their happiness like means so much to me because i value their friendship but when you have like a thousand best friends and you're you like just going a to a rogue bachelor's. friend that you feel obligated to Camp, include. school college like you they're less meaningful yeah, and so like you're just whatever complaining about the bachelorette party because like you've been on a thousand this year.
2: Yeah, so my advice would be to um, the single girls really hone in on your close friends. Yeah, it's quality over quantity. So you don't that need way a you, don't, you don't have to make hard choices and you don't have to include girls who aren't going to show up for you on and your your we're going to be negative. Yeah. Um, so that's it. dear Toasters.
0: Again, you can always write into us, dear Toasters at gmail.com. If you have written into us and we have read your uh, prompt on air, please write us again. Let us know how it turned out. A little update we would always appreciate. And Next up, we've got our interview with Cameron Westcott from The Real Housewives of Dallas. If you're watching us on YouTube, the interview is podcast only. Since we are living in COVID times, Cameron joined us via Zoom. And she is just a queen. And it's such a fun interview. She's such a great gal. Yeah. Um. So stay tuned for that. And thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast. Enjoy. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Welcome back to the podcast. We are honored to be joined by someone we've been speaking about a lot here at the podcast. Someone who is now a two-time guest, Miss Cameron Westcott from the Real Housewives of Dallas. Hello, Cameron. Thank you so much. for. Hi, yes.
1: Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. Like seeing you guys makes me so happy. So oh, my God. seeing you Same. makes us
2: so happy. Seeing you back oh. on TV with the girls, like we are so happy to have Real Housewives of Dallas back in our lives. Oh. And this season is just off to a great start. A yeah, really, really fiery
0: is. start too, like lots of Twitter drama. We've been keeping uh, up with it all.
1: It is too much. Like I have like anxiety over this Twitter drama. I like I'm not used to this stuff. Like I know other uh, you know other franchises have Twitter drama sometimes, but I'm like, oh my god, it gives me like anxiety. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah. you're really holding your own against one Miss Tiffany Moon. Um, we saw a little bit of the drama start. I could definitely feel like there was some tension um at the dim sum brunch, and then it kind of took it to another level yeah. on Twitter, and then you were on Watch Happens Live and you looked great. Have oh, you spoken you. to Tiffany in real life off social media yet?
1: Um, since dim sum. Yeah. Yes. We, you know, her and I, we text here and there, but we don't have like full conversations. You know, she actually reached out to me after the show and wanted to get dinner and like catch up and I was moving and things got, you know, kind of crazy with the move. And so we really just haven't caught up and you know, talked about things. So yeah, we haven't seen each other since. Have you um, moved officially? Yes. I'm in my dream house now. Look at this. I'm like literally here. I can't believe it. I literally sold my house and I, during a pandemic, which is so crazy. I didn't even think that was possible. And it sold so fast. My realtor sold it in like 20, like literally 24, it was like 24 hours. Um.
0: So this season is really just you guys are only like two or three episodes in, but it really feels, and what I love about Dallas is like, I feel like you guys have really true friendships that are on the show, off the show, between a lot of the women, but this is our first season without Leanne. And we spoke to Deandra last week on the podcast about how the attitude of the show definitely feels more different. Do you agree with that?
1: Yes, I do agree. I do think the other girls put their walls down because no longer, I do believe the other girls put their walls down because Leanne is no longer in her group. And I think they were able to, get to know me more and not be as nervous I think they were all very afraid of Leanne sadly I mean I I don't think they want to admit it but I think they had guards up around her and it makes me sad because I really wish they had gotten to know the real her because I loved her and I thought she was really really great uh so I think the dynamic is you know just us having more fun together and enjoying each other and like trusting each other and just you know Going out and having fun we're yeah, outside, that, though, when we go out. <laughs> so. That definitely
2: comes through. I feel like one of the friendships that we're so excited about seeing play out is the friendship between you and Stephanie, because in mm-hmm. past seasons, it's been a little tense between the two of you. Yeah. So, how it's did you. It's been hard for us. It's been hard for us yeah. as viewers, and like you guys are both of our fan favorites, and we would never pick a side. Yeah. So, how did you guys come to reconcile and, and start to build a great friendship?
1: Yeah, well, I'm so beyond thankful for that, uh, that we're friends right now. I literally can't believe I'm sitting here even saying this, but we're really good friends. Like I talked to her the most over, um, I talked to her and Carrie Brittingham the most on the cast actually, which is so funny. Um, and I even talked to Brandy also, we text each other all the time too. And that actually never really happened before. Who
0: would have thought? So
1: who would have thought, but you know, it really was Carrie Brittingham bringing us together because Carrie's like, oh my God, Cam is fun. You guys, you got to give her a chance. And yeah. you know, sometimes I could come off stuffy and you know, maybe like I look at you funny and people think I'm up tight. but like when people get to know me, it's like, that's not who I am. I can come off looking like that. Um, I mean, but once they got to know me, they realized like, oh wait, I'm actually fun. They actually like me. So I was like, yes. I'm like, I got more friends. I'm so excited. And and we really are just having the best time together. And I always wanted to be their friend. I always want to be their friend. And somehow I don't know how all this drama always got in between us. I yeah. really don't know how. And I really think they didn't trust me because I was so close to Liam. And they yeah. were afraid of Liam. So they were like, Ooh, we're afraid of Liam. So we don't trust Cam. Like I think I just No, got, like, I think I think
0: that's actually a really accurate, um, like historical, like that really is how it went down. Um, And in terms of Carrie, I love Carrie, but she's definitely becoming a little polarizing. I think that Tiffany was kind of put off by her and some of the women were like, no, that's just like how she is. It's not, she's not bullying. She's just like the fun police, but in a good way. Um, She's the fun police. But it did feel like, you know, what Tiffany was accusing Carrie of, she ended up really doing to you at the dim sum brunch, like just kind of pressuring you.
1: Yeah. And I don't understand that. She literally says one thing and then does something the next day. Exactly the same. You'll see that a few times throughout the season. So it's very confusing for me. And, you know, people ask me, you know, what was one word that described the season? And I'm like, kind of confusing at times. Confusing. Um, Interesting. Mm -hmm. Well,
2: will we get to see your home journey on this season since you sold your home quickly and then found your dream home?
1: you are going to get it you're going to get to see my home journey you're going to get to see the highs and lows of the whole process cleaning up i had to make sure my house was clean and the thing is if we did have a tour we just had a hope that everyone coming in was healthy and we had just you know all everything after the tour and and we ended up driving around the block because we couldn't go anywhere when we had an open house. Like, where were yeah. we gonna go? We couldn't it take the animals so and kids with COVID. So we would drive around the block. I mean, there was times when we were filming and we had an open house and I literally was in my robe in full glam, sitting at the park. And Carrie calls me, she's like, what are you doing? I go, well, I didn't have time to get dressed cause I'm in such a rush. I've been glam and I'm in my robe sitting in my car waiting for yeah. the people to get out of my house.
0: That is That's so hysterical. funny. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. And by yeah. the way, we people can't see you because we're doing a podcast, but yeah. you are wearing one of the cutest sweaters that oh has a God little I'm embroidered love. picture of your new dog, yes. Fancy. Yes. I was really shook hearing about how your previous dog, Louie, passed away. And honestly, like, if I was in that situation, like, I don't think I would ever forgive my husband like I would kill him in exchange for the life that he took so how are you guys reconciling that that is really traumatic
1: it was so hard I have to be completely honest we had to do therapy sessions because I blamed him and I told him when I was going to New York for fashion week I literally get in the uber and he says I got everything taken care of and I said give my dog his medicine he goes oh I got it taken care of oh yeah I talked to him later that night he didn't give the dog the medicine. I, I literally am freaking out. He's on the phone with me saying he can't find my dog. And I go, what do you mean you can't find my dog? My heart automatically dropped. And I was like, thinking the worst. Oh my God, my dog is probably dead on the floor somewhere. I like literally freaked out. He hired a therapist to be at my house when I came home from New York because oh. he was so afraid of me.
0: <laughs> a buffer, a buffer. That's actually yeah, really smart. That's a really
1: good idea. Yes
2: yes. And
0: Um, so how was the training going with the new dog? That was so funny when the dog was so interesting
2: to watch. You got so many good factoids about training. I'm also training a puppy right now. And I'm like, Oh, I need to do
1: that more. Oh, Brad Bevel is so beyond amazing. And he's with Bevel dog training. And he is like, I, I honestly have never met a dog trainer that has been so amazing in years. And he has trained fancy to be a little robot. When, when Brad comes over and he starts doing like the tricks with fancy, I'm like, I still am learning how to do everything that he does. I mean, obviously I'm never going to be that good, but she came home, no accidents anymore. She doesn't tear stuff up. She's not going after my shoes anymore. She had no remorse. She would chew molding before she left, before she left for puppy school, she'd chew my molding in my bathroom.
0: Especially when you're trying to sell your house. That's really fucked yes. up. I do
1: like, I literally would give her bones and she would, chew, she would literally choose the molding. That's so funny.
0: Well, she, so she seems funny. like she's on a good journey.
1: Yeah, she's on a great journey. And she's just the littlest, happiest little Pomeranian. She's so cute. Speaking
2: of puppies, Sparkle Dog is yeah. like popping off right now. I saw you guys are making bully sticks, which I'm going to have to get because my dog is addicted to bully sticks. How yeah. is everything going in the Sparkle Dog world?
1: Yes. It's going really great. Fancy loves everything that Louie picked out. You know, Louie, it was the taste tester of everything. So she has approved everything, which is amazing. Thank God. I know. I wouldn't know if she wasn't eating the treats that I would be like, we're going to have a major problem over here, <laughs> but thank gosh she loves everything. And I don't know what I do without my bully sticks because they're so amazing. Yeah. And especially during this pandemic, they go straight to your door. Everything's on Amazon. So it is the easiest thing. They, you know, Amazon prime will be in your door in two seconds. And we got, that's so great. We got a Sparkle Dog uh, multivitamin chewy bites, which are little heart-shaped vitamins. And it's like a, it's a little soft chew vitamin. They take one a day. And then we also have all different shapes and uh, flavors of the dog biscuits.
0: Wow. So the Cameron Westcott brand is just exploding on all ends because you're also now a podcaster, which first of all, we'd like to officially welcome you into the podcast space. I I think you're going to be great. (laughs) honestly when I'm watching you I feel like maybe more this season you're just getting um a lot more airtime in terms of your confessionals and you're being so funny and like honestly like kind of savage and I think that (laughs) if you you're gonna bring that energy to your podcast and people are really gonna respond to it and you're co-hosting it with your um castmate
1: Carrie yeah yeah and I'm really excited you know I think what happened with me is it took me a couple years to really put my wall down and get comfortable with being in the public eye and having all this attention. Like I'm, I wasn't ever used to that. Like I would mm-hmm. never been that type of person. And I really feel like you guys are just really getting to see the real me. And I think because I'm being so real and open that I'm getting more air time naturally, just because, you know, people are liking it. So I'm like, yes, I'm like, it's so great. And I think I just don't care what people think anymore. You know, I think I get to a point where it's like, I know who I am. I know my morals and my values. I'm not going to alter them for attention. I'm going to be who I am and if people like me. That's great. And they don't. Oh, well, that's so freeing that's, to have that yeah. mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It um, took me a couple of years.
2: <laughs> it takes time. It really
1: does. I,
0: I think one of my favorite memories of you on housewives is when you brought everyone, I think it was your home in, in Colorado. Is that right? Yes. Are we ever going back? Because that was such an iconic trip. And I feel like this group of ladies that are really jiving very well, like need a Colorado weekend.
1: I a hundred percent agree. I am so beyond sad. We sold our Colorado house. No. I am like, I know I am like heartbroken. It was actually my in-laws house and they no longer wanted to ski. And so we were like, Oh my gosh. And so we were going to downsize because the house was huge and we really didn't need that much space up there because we were the only ones that went up there and. And then we ended up just not following through, but I'm hoping I could take the ladies to our Palm Springs house one day or our Santa Barbara house. So crossing fingers. Yeah. We'd love
2: to see either. Yeah. Yeah, we would.
0: Um, your kids are also so funny um with the filming. I feel it's obviously like an unnatural thing to have like a full-blown camera crew in your bedroom, but I feel like they kind of like it. Do they feel like celebrities?
1: Okay, my daughter, I think, secretly likes it because she wants to be an actress. She wants to be on Broadway, okay? she's She wants to be a singing actress, and she likes it, but she also only can handle so many... Hours of the day, you know. Mm-hmm. After the first hour, she's like, "I am tired. I'm done with this." And so, you know, filming during the pandemic, we did a lot of personal stories. So it was really hard for the kids because, you know, they had a lot more filming time and they got really tired. My son just does whatever my daughter does.
2: Yeah. That's How easy. is your husband with all of the filming and having more cameras? He is so yeah. funny.
1: Oh my gosh. So I can't believe he was such a sport to film more this year since we're doing a lot more personal story being stuck inside. I was shocked that he was being open to it and he was okay. And I think it was because it was the summer and we really couldn't travel. And he was like, Well, you know, work is slow because it's the summer anyway. So he was willing to jump in and do more. But yeah, um, he always thinks I'm ridiculous half the time, which is funny.
0: You guys have a hysterical, like banter, like the way you guys just go back and forth. It's so fun to watch.
1: Oh, thank you. I swear. And and I find myself like loving, like getting his reactions on his face. I'm like, was he going to think of this? Was he going to (laughs) think of it? (laughs) Do you guys watch together? Yes, we watch together. And, you know, he's always on his phone as he's watching with me, but he, he definitely gets excited when the episode comes through. And then sometimes he'll pull this whole thing where he's like, I'm not watching it. I'm busy today. I'm not watching it. And then when he gets home, the first thing he goes, okay, let's watch it. Okay. Let's watch
0: it. <laughs> no, of course. Men love reality TV, but they have to pretend like they don't. Yes. Yes. That's amazing. Well, you look gorgeous. Also, final question I have for you. You were on Watch Reppens Live. Your confessional looks are so sickening, just like being elevated every season with the glam and the hair and the makeup and the outfits. What is like your inspiration? What what, What is your mood board? What's on your mood board for your housewives confessional
1: looks? Oh my gosh. Well, I'm actually trying to pick my next confessional look right now. I've submitted three different fabulous dresses and I always love it when I have you know, some pink on me, no matter what, because that's kind of, you know, my signature color. I'm always fighting for pink in my confessional or anything I'm doing with the show. Of course, I, I just, you know, I'm a pinkaholic, but I love sparkle. I love adding any type of sparkle to anything I can find anything that sparkles. I'm like, yes, it makes me happy. So pink and sparkles has to be in there somewhere. I have an amazing glam team and they help bounce ideas off of me as well. So I can't take full credit, but they are so talented. You guys saw my glam girls. Oh my god they walk in at like 7 a.m look like they came out of a photo shoot i'm right. like wow. and they're and they're fashionistas and I, when i don't know what to wear sometimes they go in my closet and pick up my outfit I'm Like it's one-stop shop with them
2: oh my god That's that is amazing. so helpful you have yeah. to rewear the outfit that you wore and watch what happens live because it's such a shame that we didn't get to see it like in yeah. studio in person full top and bottom because yeah. that yeah. was just like the greatest look
1: Thank you, I submitted that actually for confessional and I would never oh. submit something twice when I've already worn on camera, but I feel like no one got to see it, you know, because it was, it was so pretty and it was like the bottom, you couldn't see well.
0: I would love to know what your um, philosophy is on outfit
1: repeating. Okay, so I have like a rule. It has to be eight tiles. Like if you post like an outfit on Instagram, it has to be eight tiles below that to post again. Okay, and I, I, I yeah. think that's doable. Yeah. And I wear things over all the time because I like to buy really nice things sometimes. And I'm not going to buy a Fendi skirt and have it sit in my closet and never wear it again. I'm going to wear it again, but change the accessories, change the shirt, make it look like a different outfit, but you'll still be able to tell it's the same skirt, but it has to be lower on the feet.
0: That's that's a good philosophy. That's why I asked. I knew you would have a good answer. Yes. Yes. Well, you guys make sure to catch, uh, Cameron on the real hot Spies of Dallas every week on Bravo and check out her new podcast co-hosted with Carrie Brittingham. It's called Cameron and Carrie do Dallas, right? Ham and Carrie do Dallas. So cute. Congrats so on cute. all your success on thank an amazing you. season of Dallas. We cannot wait to see what happens next.
1: Thanks so much. I have so much to learn from you guys. So I'm so excited to be in the podcast world.
0: Yes. Thank you. Guys, thank okay. you so
1: much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks guys. Bye.